Hi, this is David Worth, Director of Photography on Bloodsport and Director of Kickboxer. Hi, my name is Frank Duke. Some of you might recognize my name from the movie Bloodsport. John claude Van Damme portrays me in the movie. Hello, everyone. This is Eddie Reyes Sr., the star in Surf Ninjas, and I played the character as Zatch. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ernie Reyes Jr. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Cowabunga Dude. Hello, this is Dennis Chan. This is Sarah McMahon, UFC Women's Fighter. This is Mohamed Kisi, alias Bonpo, in the movie Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hi, this is Tony Luke Jr., a.k.a. Joey the Nail Nardone. Hi, I'm Don the Dragon Wilson, also known as Jake Ray from Bloodfist. Hello, this is Haskell Von Anderson III. I was Winston Taylor in the movie Kickboxer. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Justin Ray Harvey's life is a different culture. It's a different world. You better come to terms with that, or you won't last a heart, a heart, a heart, a heart. Hello, this is Melissa Kesey, the wife of the legendary actor Muhammad Kesey, known as Tong Po in the legendary movie Kickboxer. You are listening to our good friend, Justin Ray Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Justin Harvey Show. I am ending the show. I am retiring. I want to move on to um, some different aspects of my life, and I wanted to make sure that my last show was a big bang. So what better way to end the show with... um, my good buddy, who is also known as Joy the Nell, Mr. Tony Luke Jr., welcome to the show, Tony. It's always great to be here, Justin. You know, I love your show. Oh, I I, I love producing these shows, Tony, but, but you know, like, you know, sometimes your life takes you in, in different directions, and and you move on to bigger and better, you know. Absolutely. I mean... The the show the show may come back. I'm just I'm not a hundred percent certain because when you have um uh certain people that want to put your show in jeopardy and tell you who you can have and who you can't on your show, it kinda makes it kinda makes it no more fun. That would be like Tony, that would be like somebody telling you like what type of music to sing and and how to sing it, because we all know that your number one passion in the world is your music. That's so, true. So, but I, I gotta, true. I gotta say, Tony, this year has been the best year for my uh, radio show. And before we, before we get started, I'd like to share a special surprise that I have for you. I actually thought of this. A few months ago, and at some point, Tony, if me and you were ever together in a Tony Luke's, whether that's in Philly, Chicago, wherever it may be, to honor you, I'm going to be taking the cheesesteak challenge. You are? Oh, my God. That's a huge challenge, Justin. Huge. That's a five-pound cheesesteak. 
Absolutely, and I'm I'm determined to get on your wall of fame. And when I do, <laughs> I'm dedicating the whole thing to you, Tony. Well, I appreciate that. So you know, I'm going to be rooting for you. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and um, I also want to let you know real quick, Tony. Thank you for the cheesesteaks, and you're you're going to love this one. I have a German Shepherd, and I don't give her table scraps. But even she got a piece of the meat, and I told her, <laughs> I told her, I said, this is from Uncle Tony, and she loved it. Nice. She, she absolutely loved it. So, and, um, That's fantastic. So, so I had to share that with you as well, and um, I'm hoping, Tony, that, like, me and you have, Talked talked about before. I'm hoping that me and you can sometimes sit down and maybe dis- discuss doing a a film, you know, on my life because I think it would be very inspiring to others, you know, to do like something. That. So I would love to do that. That yeah, because. Because when you when you told the story of the nail, that was just that was amazing. Because you said that it was you know even though it wasn't a true story, as you expressed before, it was basically um, based on your father. Well, it was right? loosely based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Loosely so, based on my dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you 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 did an excellent job, Tony. Excellent. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Justin. Yeah, and my father obviously would would have been the little boy, mm-hmm. not the abuser. I mean, my father was never abusive to me and my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, nonetheless, it's it's still you know it's still a touching story, and, and there's there's millions of kids in the U.S. that go through similar similar situations. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with abuse, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. but uh, ladies and gentlemen, the the main reason I wanted to have uh, Tony booked on the show today, we are going to talk about his um, uh, new series, Frankenfood. And I got to tell you, Tony, when you did when you did your Cookie Monster impression, I thought I was <laughs> going to fall out of my chair laughing. <laughs> So. The show is is such a lot of fun to do. Um, it's got some some very creative people, some very wacky people. Um, the food is inventive. It's strange. Some of it is delicious, and some of it is absolutely horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. That's why my favorite and best friend on the show is the Frankenfood Spitter Bucket. Because when you just can't chew that food anymore, and there's no way you're going to eat it, right in the spitter bucket it goes. Wow, wow. So, um, you know, how how's the like, how is the how do y'all decide by points, or I mean, how did it work? No, what here's the basis of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds of people come out. The producers narrow all of those dishes down to between 40 and 50 dishes. 
<laughs> and then me and Josh, who is the co-host, who hosts the show with me, and a guest judge. And that guest judge is either the owner or the <laughs> chef or the general manager, someone associated with the restaurant that is going to be hosting the show for that city. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we eat them. They need two out of three yeses to move on to what we call the favorites round. Now, normally mm-hmm. in the favorites round, it's usually between four and ten or twelve people. Mm-hmm. Now, once we get to the favorites round, me and Josh talk to the guest judge, get his input, and then we decide out of all those people in the favorite round, what two are going to compete in the finals. So we narrow it down from 40 or 50 to between Mm -hmm. 4 and 10 or 12, and then we narrow that down to two. Now, once we do that, our job is done. Now Mm -hmm. we go to that restaurant, and then the patrons that eat there, they're going to eat the dishes of the two finalists, and then they, not us, they're going to decide which dish they like best based on presentation, creativity, and taste. Now, that winner gets their dish on that restaurant's menu. Mm-hmm. They also get the bragging rights of saying that they have the best Franken food of that city, and they get $10,000 check every mm-hmm. single show. Oh, wow. That's amazing to me. That's yeah. really amazing. So, like, so, I mean, but my my thing is when a person likes food like that and you've got those many contestants, it's it's got to be hard to choose, Tony. I mean, it can't be an easy job. No, it's not easy because some of those dishes come down to to the wire. It's like, you know, a lot of times me and, me and Josh and the guest judge will literally argue over mm-hmm. what we think is the best dish. But then in the end, you know, all three of us normally agree, you know, which mm-hmm. we think has the best potential to be the best Franken food. And when we narrow it down to two, we give suggestions as chefs to these contestants on what we think could mm-hmm. make their dish even better. Now, they don't have to take our suggestion. They can do whatever it is they want to do, but we suggest to them what we think would make it better. Sometimes they take our suggestions. Sometimes they don't. And, um, you know, then it's up to the people to see which dish they like better. And, and I've, noticed, I've, I've noticed in, like, the previous, Tony, that, you know, a dish could be good, but some, uh, sometimes people can use too much of something like, for example, too much sugar or, you know, you know, it may be that they used too much of something. It would have been a good dish, but they used too much of something, and it it throws the whole thing off. That's true. See, some, sometimes people just want to make an outrageous dish, thinking mm-hmm. that that makes it a frankenfood, and that is not always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, these flavors, even though they're not commonly used together, they need to work well together. Mm-hmm. They can't fight each other, and sometimes people just put, a very strong ingredient, and it dominates the flavor, and that's all that you taste, and those mm-hmm. people never get through. They never get to the favorite round. Oh, well, well. And, and ladies and gentlemen, to let you know how awesome Tony is, you were only supposed to appear on Frankenfood for one episode, and you actually 
got to do the whole series. Yeah, I got very lucky. And I think that it's, and and it's not so much that, you know, I'm that good, to be honest. It's that me and Josh have a great chemistry together. And I think that that's what the people like very much. They thought Josh was very good on his own. They thought I was very good on my own. But together, there was a real chemistry, a real friendship, and it really comes across on screen. So they thought it would be a great idea for us both to do the show. Well, I I think that, I honestly think that the show is going to be a hit, and I think that you being a part of the show, you know, for the whole season is going to add an extra ingredient and make people want to watch this show. I honestly, I honestly believe that. Well, I hope so, Justin, because if people have half as much fun watching the show as me and Josh did doing the show, then I think they're really, really, really going to enjoy the show. It's very different. It's not like any other food show. It's, it, it's it's uh, it's fun. It puts fun back in food. It makes people want to get in the kitchen on their own and, and just try new things. And if it doesn't taste good, don't worry about it. Start over again. That's the fun of cooking. That's the fun of Frankenfood. I don't think Frankenfood is so much of a show as it is a movement. I think that there is a growing movement in this country of, of people experimenting with new flavors and new tastes. And I think that Frankenfood is going to be the face of that movement. No, I, I, I believe so, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, people see Frankenfood and try to follow in your direction and make a different show so that's based on Frankenfood, you know? Well, I mean, I, I'm hoping they're going to do a lot of Frankenfood parties. Mm-hmm. You know, that a lot of people are going to get together and bring different foods and and, and, and try that and, and college kids doing that and coming up with their own Frankenfoods. You know, I'm hoping that this really does change food culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hope it does, too. And uh, when, when does it air on Spike TV, Tony? It airs this Sunday, June 22nd, at 10 okay. p.m. There's two new shows back-to-back. So it starts at 10 to 10.30, and then mm-hmm. the new show comes on from 10.30 to 11. Uh, okay, because I'm going to have Mom set the DVR so I never miss a Frankenfood. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I've been talking about this for months. And like, you know, my buddy Tony's going to have a show, you know, on Spike TV. I even, um, I even told um, uh, a friend of mine uh, that I went over and, and met her for the first time. We've been talking... We've been talking for years online, and I actually, I actually met her for the first time uh, last weekend. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, you know, do you have Direct TV? You know, and she's like, no, we we can't have it because I live in an apartment complex. And I was like, my buddy is getting ready to have a show on Spike TV, so even she's going to uh, check it out. So. Oh, nice. Thank you, Justin. So I've definitely been doing um, some promoting uh, for your show, Tony. So, so well, really appreciate that. I thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, now it's out of our hands. You know, we we uh, we all worked hard. We had a lot of fun doing the show, 
Um, Spike has been doing a great job promoting the show. Uh, we had a great crew, great, you know, we had a great executive producer named Alan Madison. He was, he's such a genius and such a great guy and everyone did the best they could. So now it's up to, you know, the public, it's up to the viewers to either like it or not like it. So hopefully we got a hit show. <laughs> well, the way the preview works, it's very intriguing and a lot of fun, you know? It was definitely a lot of fun, man. Really, really a lot of fun. So um, let me ask you this, Tony, while I get you on here as well. What do you think of reality TV, like reality shows? Um, I watch I watch some reality shows. I don't watch a ton of reality shows, but I do watch. I watch some. Unfortunately for me, I'm very, very busy, so a lot of the shows that I watch, mm-hmm. I wind up watching on DVR. You know, mm-hmm. I need to record it because my schedule is just, just too crazy, but I have a lot of uh, uh, favorite shows that I watch that are reality shows, and um, I think that, that's, you know, it's like anything else. It's like all TV. I think some of them are really good, mm-hmm. and there's some that I don't like, you mm-hmm. know, but, I mean, it always finds its audience, you know? So yeah. If, yeah. If, you're, if you're into a certain thing, if you like cars, then you'll, you'll watch a lot of car reality shows. If you're into style, you'll watch a lot of the style reality shows, so... There's always something for someone. Yeah, the, the reason why I was asking, Tony, I wanted I wanted to get your input on this because I actually thought of this months ago and I've not shared it, but I would like to do like a show, like you know how I'm disabled and I'm in a wheelchair, you know, 90.9% of the time. Well, um, I would like to t- take some people that are able-bodied and let them live in a house for a week disabled and give them the challenge of living disabled to give them a better understanding of what disabled people go through. That is a very unique concept because, you know, the old saying, you don't know what it's like to Mm -hmm. be someone unless you walk in their shoes. So that's a very good example of that, of, Knowing the, knowing the challenges that people who are disabled face every day, challenges and doing things that, you know, we take for granted as just things that are easy to do and it's very difficult when you're disabled. And I think that's a great idea. I think that people need to see that. They need to get better understanding of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the challenges that, that disabled people face every day. Yeah, I just like, like I said, I don't know, you know, I don't know the right people or who to even pitch it to because with, with Hollywood, you know, people steal your ideas all the time. You know, absolutely. Like, so, so, absolutely, just, yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's um, you know, you have to remember uh, for every one reality show that mm-hmm. airs, there's tens of thousands of shows that didn't didn't get a shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, for, for everyone that makes it, there's tens and tens of thousands that don't. It's a very wow. tough industry. It's very, very competitive. Well, you know, I'm always up for a challenge, Tony, because cause like you mentioned before, me and you don't know the word no. We just keep pushing and pushing That's and, right. and pushing and pushing and pushing. We love a challenge, yep. 
you know, especially if somebody tells me I can't do something, I go out and do it just just to prove them wrong. I know that feeling. Well, that's what motivates you. You know, some people um, get discouraged. Some people give up when things are are tough and and, uh, the odds are stacked against you. And then there's other people that are fueled by that. They're... They're energized and charged by that, by being the underdog. That doesn't slow them down. It actually makes them move faster. It gives mm-hmm. them more strength, you know, to break those barriers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like that. I like to break the barriers, you know. I don't I don't like to be told I can't do something, you know. I, I just keep doing it. Oh, absolutely, Tony. And, and one, one thing that I would have loved to have seen I told Mom, I said, I wish Tony would have been on True Blood. I said, he would be the perfect vampire. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great show. I love the show. would love to be on it. You know, there's a lot of good shows, like Sons of Anarchy is another really good show I I enjoy watching. And, you know, again, I DVR them because it's tough for me. You know, (laughs) Game of Thrones. Like, there's a lot of regular series that are very entertaining, and, and I try to, to watch as many as I can in, in the time frames that I do have. Oh, oh wow. It's like every, t- every time I go on the road, Tony, I'm always watching the nail on my, um, on my iPad. So. so, Well, I appreciate it. You know, the nail was a, was a real labor of love for me, and, and it's a film that I'm very proud of, and I'm, I'm really glad that the nail found an audience, and it's a very loyal audience. And um, I'm really excited and happy about that. And I really appreciate all your support always, Justin. Uh, always, Tony. I've always got your back. I mean, you, you know me, Tony. So, you know, well, we may not be blood, but we're family, that's for sure. Well, thank you very much. I always, always appreciate that, Justin. And real quick, Tony, a lot of people may not know this about you, but you also have a martial arts background. I thought maybe you could touch on that a little bit. Well, I do. I started out as a a boxer when I was a young kid, and uh, that kind of led me into doing more and more martial arts stuff, and then that led me into uh, doing a style called Tang Sudo, which I fought in uh, three amateur state uh, competitions, and I was lucky enough to win all three, all three state titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, two were in, two were in uh, actual fighting, and one was in uh, forms. So it was really, it was really awesome. It was a really great experience. I love the martial arts. I love the whole philosophy uh, behind it. Uh, mm-hmm. I am. I don't believe in violence. I never did. I, I'm not. I'm not aggressive in the fact where I enjoy. I don't enjoy fighting, I don't, you know, but I love the idea of knowing that you can, you know, take care of yourself if you have to. I love training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved competition. You know, all those things were great. And, and, and the philosophy behind martial arts is in a violent philosophy. It's actually a very, a very peaceful one. You know, mm-hmm. I always believe that martial arts should only be used in, in defense, not in offense. I, I don't think... Uh, it was ever meant to to be aggressive. Uh, it was meant for protection, and that's how I always looked at it, and uh, that's always how I used it. 
that's why that's why sometimes I do enjoy MMA, Tony. But that's why sometimes I kind of drag away from it because you know a lot of these fighters that's in MMA, they they think, okay, I'm just going to beat up this guy and then make some money and then that be that. But like true martial arts is about peace and honor and serenity. That is absolutely true. That is very, very true. Um, and uh, I think it's shared by most true martial artists. Um, I mean, you're going to get people in every walk of life, in, in every field or occupation that, you know, do things for other reasons than than just enjoying the actual talent, the actual um, physicality mm-hmm. of the martial arts, you know. Uh, sure, some people want to beat up people. Some people want to be great fighters and just make a lot of money. And other people love the whole philosophy by it. So, you know, there's nothing's 100%. You know, there's always there's always reasons why people do what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and Tony, I've got to share this with you, and I will let you drive it if you, if you see fit when you meet me, but I'm getting a new power chair here soon. And it's nice. going to be off the chain. It's going to be able to recline. It's going to have a cup holder. And not only that, it's going to have a mount from iPad. Wow. So it's going to be a That's sweet awesome. ride. That's so. pretty bad. That's nice. <laughs> so got to ride in comfort, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's you know, it's a shame that you want to you know um, put the show on hiatus for a little bit, but you know what, you got to do what you got to do, and who knows if you know things change or uh, mm-hmm. things work out differently. I'm sure you'll get right back on the show again, and it'll be even bigger and and stronger than it was before you started. Oh, oh, I, I, absolutely, Tony. It just I kind I kind of need a break to figure things out because like. You know how some people can be, they want to control what you do on your show and say, oh, you can't have this person, they're, they're my enemy and you shouldn't have them on, on your show. And I'm trying to be an objective journalist, you know, and, and, when, and, and when I can't be, that, that, puts me, that puts me at risk of being biased. Right. You, you know, and I can't do that. So, right, I agree. So, but I but agree. maybe 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 I'll figure it out, and maybe, maybe eventually I just need to tell this person, you know, step on if you can't hit, step on, you know. So. Mhm. Well, I'm really honored to be doing the last show. Oh, uh, oh, I, oh yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah, you know, so it's been it's been a crazy ride. It's mm-hmm. been a good ride. So now, hopefully, you know, I got my fingers crossed, and hopefully, the show will do very well. I have mm-hmm. a new single that I'm going to be dropping shortly, in, in a month or so, mm-hmm. and hopefully, the new song will, will kind of take off. You know, or at least people will, will give it a listen and you know see what they think. So, you know, things are good. Just very very busy. You know, I don't get much mm-hmm. rest, but I'm trying to get as much rest as I can in between things. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's like Tony. Like if um like when it's Virginia, I might be able to help book you a concert because 
a friend of mine who helped me in the DJing business. He actually books concerts and stuff here now. He's a promoter. So wow. maybe maybe we can, you know, work together on something. Sounds good, my friend. Sounds good. Because you know me, Tony. I'm all about trying to help you as much as I can. And I can't wait for West Virginia to get a taste of Tony with Jr. You know, I don't know if you're used to the country life because where you live in Philly, where it's a big city, but I have a feeling once you get here, I I have a feeling you're going to enjoy it. So I'm sure I will. Plus, I look forward to getting up there soon. Like I said, my schedule's been insane, but the first break I get and I know I'm anywhere near there, you know I'm definitely going to come over and say hi. Oh, absolutely. And, Heck, if you want, Tony, we can get a pizza because I know that's your favorite. So <laughs> It is one of my favorite things. Well, I, as always, Justin, I really appreciate the interview. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been awesome. I'm actually running to another interview, but I didn't want to do that interview before yours because you're my man, and I had to do your interview first. And, and, and real, real quick, Tony, can, can you explain to my audience what the wing bowl is? Because... I've been interested in that ever since you've been talking about the Wing Bowl. And, well, the Wing Bowl is a really big event here in Philadelphia, and it's actually started here. And mm-hmm. what it is is a bunch of competitors from all across the country come down to Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. they eat wings. Now, they have there's different rounds, and they have so much time to eat as many wings as they can, and then they, keep getting elim- they get eliminated so often until the, till they're down to the top few. Mm-hmm. And then whatever few are left, they do one final round. And then whoever eats the most chicken wings obviously becomes the, becomes the uh, chicken wing champion, mm-hmm. the wing bowl champion. And it's held at the uh, Wells Fargo Center, which where they hold concerts. And people start getting there at like 4 a.m. in the morning. And mm-hmm. by 5 a.m., there's 20,000 people there watching oh, wow. the event. It's a huge event, and they win – you know, they win the belt, they win jewelry, sometimes they win a car, they win money, you know, and it's, it's, it's a big title. It's a, you know, <laughs> national title. It's an eating event, obviously. Uh, and uh, I think not last year, but the year before that, Kobe, uh, mm-hmm. Kobayashi won. And mm-hmm. last year, I think it was uh, the Black Widow, I think her name is, that won. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't watch it last year. I was... It was crazy busy. I didn't get a chance. But it's an eating event, but it's huge. I'm telling you, 20,000 people come out. It's aired on TV. There are huge prizes. They have, you know, entourage of people, and there's singers and dance. It's, like, it's an amazing, amazing event. Oh, oh, wow, Tony. Well, I will go ahead and let you go, my friend, uh, so you can do your other interview. And um, I will be texting you soon, and, uh, you know, please keep me posted on things, because even though even though I've given the show a break, I will always help promote you, Tony, and any time that you want to document anything, you just let me know. Well, you're the best, my brother. Listen, give my love to the family. Always a pleasure. Love you. Stay in touch. Will do, Tony, and we love you too, brother. Take care. Bye-bye.